and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburn. I am Tawny P. Thompson. And I'm Sarah Babe. Hey. Hello. How are uh, you doing? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Romancing the Game. Moon. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. We what was our tagline? Oh, no. Uh, what was it? Uh, video games give us feels. Ah. <laughs> Romancing the game. Video games give us feelings. Yes. Okay. <laughs> or something along those lines. Uh, before we continue uh, on to this fabulous episode about the general existence of Mass Effect, the first game in the series, uh, we want to give you a spoiler warning. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This podcast will contain spoilers. As is the nature of discussing overarching plots and story, we will be covering various aspects of the show. Uh, There will be spoilers on our character-specific episodes as well. The warning has been laid at your feet. Continue at your own peril. Spoiler alert. So as Jordan already very said, jazzy. Thank you. Thank you. Feel, feeling jazzy today. Are you going to scat for us at some point? There it is. I'm the scat man. Scat man does not sound great. Uh, no. No. Oh, oh, do you guys, oh, you guys are too young to know that song. Oh, I know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're just making fun of me then. Yes. All right. I don't know. I see. You don't know? Okay. okay. Google later. Yeah. Homework. Yeah. Scatman. <laughs> what the, the listeners don't want to hear me Google something. Not have as entertaining to listen to than you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So oh, today, okay. oh boy, uh, we are talking about the first Mass Effect uh, I almost said film. The first Mass Effect game. Uh, it, it was almost a film. That was almost a thing, by the way. I really? Research, and apparently the script was just awful, so they abandoned Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> Thank goodness they didn't do that. Like, this was right in the time period where they did the worst video game movies of all time as well. Yeah. So it would have just been a train wreck. <laughs> so Mass Effect was released for the Xbox 360 in November of 2007. It was Ooh. ported over for the PC in 2008, but didn't go to PlayStation until 2012. Dang. Um, yeah. Isn't that crazy to think about? Four uh, years. And then it received several year-end awards, including uh, the two- 2007 Spike Video Game Awards for Best RPG, um, and Role-Playing Game of the Year at the 2008 Interactive Achievement Awards. Uh, obviously, it was developed by BioWare and published by Microsoft Game Studios. And there are currently two sequels uh, in the main Mass Effect trilogy, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. uh, Two sequels. There is Andromeda. Andromeda. Well, I was going to say, and then there is Andromeda, which is um, a sort of, it's not really like a sequel sequel. It's like a additional. Yeah. It's a side quest. A really long side side quest. quest. Yeah. A really long side quest. Expands a little bit. Because I think they could do more in that universe. I just know that they did not get as much um, fan applause for that particular game. Yo, I, I <laughs> loved I Andromeda, and y'all can like fight that. me for it. No spoilers, well, I, I have not played it yet. You. I'm working I'll, through it. I'll be at your side 
your shield companion fighting for that game because yeah. I do like it. I think it's cool. I'm always like down to clown with new alien species and moving to an entirely new galaxy is the way to do that. So. Um, I'm, I'm literally wearing a Mass Effect Andromeda shirt nice. right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. Pathfinder. Nope. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm, Almost done with Mass Effect 3 because mm-hmm. your girl is so ge- so bad at first-person shooters that okay. the first time I tried to play Mass Technically, Effect... Technically, it's a third-person shooter, well, but... It's still... Yeah, it's first-person first is if you're in the eyeballs. All right. Yeah, well, third-person yeah. is behind them. I'm yeah. just bad at shooters. That's, okay. <laughs> That's all right. I, I rage quit the second time I ever had to drive a Mako. Um, so <laughs> about four or five months ago, back when we were first discussing doing this podcast, I took the hit for the team and did some research and started playing through the Mass Effect series. So I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through three. And do we'll... we want to cover the Mako controversy now on this game? <laughs> yes. Just to finish up and get it out of the way at the beginning it's of the so episode. Bad. It's I so love it bad it's so bad sarah it's so good no it's so much fun i have no issue with the all-terrain vehicle options in the first mass effect i wanted to kill myself oh my god i made a game of it i made a game of it to see how many times i could actually flip the vehicle i actually got it stuck on its top once it was great i loved it were you able to exit uh, or were I, they like we gotta beam you back up status? oddly <laughs> enough oddly enough I stood there for like Brad saw it happen I stood there for probably like a good 10-15 seconds going oh my god I'm stuck on the top of the Mako what am I gonna I, I rolled over and I'm not moving how am I gonna do this well let's see if this works and I hit the jump jets and it fixed it <laughs> nice <laughs> That's so good. Oh, that's oh, so good. I love it. For a while there, I was making Ethan do all of my Mako shit. And I love the Mako. Oh. oh. Yeah. It just it, wasn't worth it to me. It wasn't worth it, especially considering that I just don't even like shooters. So mm. I was really in only playing future, for the storyline. Exactly. In future games, I think they – wasn't the Mako not even in the second one? No, it was Her, not. It was not yeah. in the second one. But in the third game, I had no problem with the Mako. So I don't – so it actually wasn't a Mako, and they mention it within the game. You're like, whatever happened to the Makos? And he's like, oh, they suck balls. <laughs> In all Mass Effect games, I don't care what the all-terrain vehicle is called. I call it a Mako. <laughs> yeah, it's a Mako. It's, yeah, it's I'll just give you that, because I couldn't tell you what it was called. In Mass Effect 3, it just was there. <laughs> and I had to drive it. God damn it. Uh, in regards Mako. to Mass Effect 2, I think you will be either reminded and or triggered by probe launched oh yeah yes okay (laughs) i actually loved that so much like i just spent so we're not talking about mass effect 2 but i'm still gonna say this (laughs) i spent so long checking out all of the planets because i already like doing like the the cinematic shots whenever you go up to a new planet and like turning it around and seeing all the design for it because it's beautiful and i fucking love space so much <laughs> this one just gave me an excuse and something useful to do as i was doing that so there i was like go. thank you thank you for including this as a part of the game it's like they did it for me specifically they're like jordan <laughs> we love you signed bioware development <laughs> <laughs> oh gross <laughs> <laughs> he, 
games will get you in unexpected places and everybody else will call you a freak for it but as long as you're enjoying yourself hey i mean yeah exactly yeah at least someone liked it yeah (laughs) like me i liked the mako i thought it was fun oh (laughs) at least someone liked it yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh. well at least we got the mako discussion out of our system yes <laughs> uh, do we want to jump in and discuss the writers and voiceover artists yeah uh, we can do that do we want yeah we can do that okay before we go into the plot over overview yeah. so the lead writer was drew carpichine he actually also worked on uh kotor and um which is knights of the old republic for anyone who doesn't know sorry thank you (laughs) that's okay um and then the other writers were luke christiansen chris l'etoile mac walters and patrick weeks i'm not sure if that's weeks or weakest so apologies there's an extra e okay there's an extra e you never know Mm -hmm. um and then voiceover artists for the romanceable characters um, for Ashley Williams, we had Kimberly Brooks. For Caden Alenko, we had Raphael Sparga. Sparge? Sparga? Oh, boy. Um, anyway, he also voiced Carthonassi in Knights of the o- Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And then for Liara Tassoni, we had Allie Hillis, which, by the way, y'all, in my research, I discovered that she grew up in Sheboygan Falls. What? Hey, that's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, I love when people are from the state yeah. that I live in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the best. Yeah, <laughs> it really. Then you is. have like that point of connection where you can go. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yep. Wherever you are now, I'm sure you miss cheese. You're <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Oh, girl, you don't even know. I'm recording a podcast next week. My Just bring like a cooler. Bring and put yeah, all the cheese yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, because we're filming and it's a bunch of people all over the country. And we're recording it in chicago and i'm like you guys need to be bringing anything and they're like cheese curds i'm like all right i'm on it everybody well i think it's so funny because even when i visit family out of the state um this is very relevant to the podcast whenever i visit <laughs> family out of the state we do literally bring a cooler full of wisconsin staples yeah no same so, because they want it like they are anytime like, hey, we go down to alabama if we don't bring good beer like yeah. Yeah. what even so if we don't out have of the our big bag of cheese curds whenever we go on the family camping trip down in missouri everybody's like why why didn't you bring it <laughs> like what's going on my family's already freaking obsessed with food to an insane degree so if you like go on a trip where the family is all expecting something and you don't bring the thing that they were expecting you to bring you hear about it the entire oh, yeah. time that you're oh. with them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It becomes the new inside <laughs> joke for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, so I did want to take a minute to roll through some of the controversy around Mass Effect before we Ooh. jump into the storyline of the Mass yeah. Effect. Um, and really, there's two main points to that. One is alien sex. Two is of lesbian course. alien sex. Yes. Um, and both of those were very, very, very controversial in 2007. Jordan's giggling really hard and I don't know why. I just it's just so nowadays this is so fun from when this first came out. But the problem being alien sex just generally being the issue is so yeah. fucking funny to me because now there's an entire online movement in today's <laughs> internet where people are proudly calling themselves monster fuckers. And it's like just Oh, there about are videos for that. Monster yeah. fuckers. Yes, yeah, so that they 
are proudly saying that they want to have sex with that werewolf or they want to oh. get it down with Mothman. Like Bigfoot is <laughs> the their best Mothman. friend. Yeah. <laughs> like huh. they just are a hundred percent honest about it. And it just makes me laugh that yeah. back, in 2007, <laughs> back in 2007, back in 2007, a humanoid alien woman, a humanoid yeah. looking alien woman. Really the only difference is that she's blue and her hair looks more it's like tentacles, tentacles and hair. Yeah. Like, like, like this it. wasn't going on all the time in the sixties with Star Trek. Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> um, they were green in Star Trek. Yeah. And oh. <laughs> they were she was actually uh, you know what i'm not even gonna get into yeah. it um, <laughs> but uh mass effect was probably one of the first times that lesbian sex was really even introduced as even a concept within video gaming mm-hmm. um that wasn't just like vaguely implied so that uh is a super interesting fun fact um like there were other other lesbian romances within video games but it was always just like implied um mm-hmm. never something that your character was able to take part in right so. i was like i like your shoes well obviously she's a lesbian character <laughs> <laughs> um i did want to point out though that there is no option within mass effect for um a gay romance it is lesbian or straight only mm-hmm. which is interesting yeah there is an argument to be made that Asari technically are monogendered. This is true. So male or female does not mean anything to them. So technically, they are not female. However, we but, could argue all day long that Liara right. is definitely uh, yeah. very that is a woman. Our eyes, yeah, yeah. It's her. What are what are they called? Her sexual, uh, not organs, characteristics. Yeah, mm-hmm. are very similar to the female characteristics in the human species mm-hmm. yeah which is weird and we'll definitely go over all of this weird shit in the Liara episode because yes. i have a lot to say about <laughs> people of asari and how somehow they look very similar to humans whereas all the other races do not but right. um, jordan can you pull your good. microphone just a little closer to your mouth yes i can is that better oh there we go yeah that's okay. much better <laughs> okay but yes, uh, there's a lot to say. This has probably happened when I accidentally hit it when I was yeah. giggling so hard earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, that's really, those were really the only two pieces of controversy within like Mass Effect lore. Um, and, and it was just quite a landmark to even include a lesbian-ish romance within the game, right. period. Mm-hmm. I say ish because again, monogender, mm-hmm. et cetera, but yeah. And I think um, before we get into the plot plot, just the gameplay um, sort of genre for Mass Effect, um, it's a military sci-fi RPG. Um, so you are part of like a, a military group. The <laughs> Alliance. Pretty, yes, the Alliance. Um, and, you know, unlike Dragon Age, you keep your character throughout the entire main Mass Effect trilogy. Um, I appreciate so- that so hard. Shepard oh, I hate it. There. Do you really? Oh, I hate it. it I love playing. Oh, wait. No, no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. I thought you meant that you can't switch between characters. No, oh. I'm fine oh, with that. No. I have no opinion Having on it. Having the main player character, yeah. I think it's a an interesting um, 
something interesting to compare and contrast with the Dragon Age series that Bioware also does. Um, there's strong points on both. There's downsides on both. Um, but I think in general, when they were creating the first Mass Effect game, this was the intention. Mm -hmm. They planned to have this character as a through, through line through the entire trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it is a third-person shooter, like Sarah said. Um, the general gameplay, you can choose from six classes. Um, those aren't the normal sort of uh, fantasy RPG classes. They're more military in nature. So there's uh, soldiers, infiltrators, vanguard, adepts, engineers, and sentinels. Um, some classes are specialized in one field of combat, while others feature more of a mixture of abilities. Um, for example, soldiers can become skilled with all four weapon types in the game, mm -hmm. um, but lack like biotic and tech capabilities. And biotic is sort of the magic of oh, this universe. Yeah, dude, I love playing a biotic. Yeah, I love it. I hate it. <laughs> I I went through and I played as a vanguard. I think it was. Mm -hmm. I was like, I should have just gone pure yeah. adept, like I did before, because that was great. It's it's a lot of long range fighting, which I like. So. Yeah. And I usually he, just go pure soldier. Yeah. And I was going to say the adept class excels at using biotics, but can only be using pistols throughout the entire mm -hmm. game. Um, class also affects what type of armor the player can use. Um, mm -hmm. But those are the main, the main ones for main gameplay points for Mass Effect. And then and, you and can you also... Are, you can only play a human. Yes. You are stuck as a human out in space, yeah. folks. Sorry. Um, and then you do have some pre-service history you can choose from and psychological profiles that affect stuff. Um, so you can go into things as a spacer. Um, and the spacer means both of your parents were in the Alliance military and you spent your life on ships and stations as they transferred to different postings. Um, so basically army brat. Um, you could play as an Earthborn, so you would have been raised on the megatropolises of Earth, and you escaped the life of petty crime and underworld games by enlisting in the Alliance. Or you can play a colonist, uh, where this is what I always do, because it's like the most tragic and sad. Um, you were born and raised on Mindwar, which is a small border colony in the Attican Traverse. And uh, when you were 16, slavers raided Mindwar, slaughtering your family and friends, and you were saved by a passing alliance patrol where you enlisted a few years later. I usually end up playing That's a Earthborn. Super sad one. Yeah. I think yeah. I was an Earthborn this time around. I think I was a spacer the first time. It's always interesting. A few times. I think the because first time the... I ever tried to play, I did spacer. And then this last time I did colonist. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting because it comes up, it isn't like as big of a deal as in the Dragon Age games on what sort of opener you choose, but it does come up and people do remember you for what you were known for. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. had for, yeah, for the backgrounds, there's also like you were the last person standing yeah. in your, your so platoon. Yeah, there's the Soul Survivor, the War Hero, or Ruthless. Yeah, um, I did Soul Survivor, and man, everybody brought it up to me in the game. They're like, yeah. I know, you were the last person that survived, blah, blah, blah. And like, I did Soul Ugh. Survivor, too. <laughs> I think uh, I did War Hero. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did War Hero the first time. 
Yeah. But, and you do get side quests off of some of these or like yeah. you'll pick up characters. So like if you play a colonist, you pick up a girl um, who was taken off of Mindwar at the same time that you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's been with the slavers this entire time. Aww. So you rescue her away from that and she is like not okay. Um, and depending on your choices, you can help her get into a mental health institution. And then Shepard receives a letter from her a few months later saying like, thank you so Aww. much for like helping me. And and I feel like I'm going to be right someday. And it's all thanks to Aww. you. Aww. Really cool. That's adorable. Yeah. There's really great character moments like that in this game that are just really, really nice. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's a great game. Yeah. Awesome. So then the uh, plot overview <laughs> for Mass Effect. Um, so you guys kind of get what's all about this. <laughs> Basic plot, danger to the universe. You're the only one who can save us. <laughs> it it's a true. lot more detailed than that, but that's <laughs> the real basic plot. I you want me to give you guys the official plot summary. For oh, fine. Kick the door down, be, Jordan. Kick yeah. the door detailed. down. Detailed. Fine. <laughs> um, that's going to be great for when we do our character episodes, but this might give people a little bit more reference in case they haven't played it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the galaxy is trapped in an endless cycle of extinction. Ooh. Every 50,000 years, an ancient machine race invades the galaxy. Ancient machine race. With ruthless efficiency. Ruthless efficiency. Wipe out. (laughs) The machines wipe out all advanced organic civilization. They They leave behind. They leave behind only the scattered ruins of technology, destroying all evidence. Ruins of technology. No evidence. There's two more paragraphs, so if you Bobby know everything I'm gonna say, (laughs) okay, we'll stop. stop. Um, So I love, I love it. It is very dramatic. Bobby Newport hates children. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm done. (laughs) Few believe this ancient legend. You, however, know it to be true. The fight to stop this extinction event has become the most important mission in the galaxy. It is your mission. As Commander Shepard of the SSB Normandy, you will take your elite recon squad across the galaxy in turmoil in a desperate race to stop the return of an enemy without mercy. To stop this enemy, you must act without remorse, without hesitation, and outside the limits of the law. Your only imperative is to preserve the safety of civilized life in the galaxy at any cost. You must become the spear of humanity, for you alone know the full extent of what is at stake if you should fail. You alone know the full extent of what is at stake if you should fail. <laughs> Thank you, Tati. I try. <laughs> uh, I will note, if you're a little too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, aggressive or asshole-ish, <laughs> you will get renegade points. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such... We didn't include that in the gameplay. Oh, in I mean, game, we're in it now. Let's go. Yeah. In the game, you can take actions that earn you nice guy points or paragon points or bad guy points, which are renegade points. Um, it sort of is more obviously effective visually later on in the series. But in this game, it sort of, the higher you get, in one section or the other opens up new options for you to discuss Mm 
I always panic if I accidentally get renegade points because in Mass Effect 1, like you can't quite tell which options are going to be the good versus the bad. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just, you make the choice that sounds like it's good. And then you're like, oh God, that was douchey. And that person hates me. And now they think I'm going to kick their face in. (laughs) Bonnie, I accidentally got 25 renegade points. Ooh, damn. What decision was that? I was towards the end of the game. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's like, you've got a way out of this if you've got the balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how did you not know that yeah, was going to no, I didn't era. realize that's the option that they were going for. <laughs> and so the bad good. guy shot himself. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa, did not expect that to be the result of what I just said. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Rough. Rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the- is this this game still has like the quick time responses within the Paragon and Renegade no. sections, right? No, or is that starting it. in Mass Effect no. Two? Is that it starts in Mass Effect Two? Okay. okay. Yeah. Because in later games, you'll suddenly get like a trigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's Mass Effect Two. Yeah. That lets you do actions towards one of those things, depending on if you're leveled up enough in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's always so fun. I'm always so sad watching like the renegade videos because like all things in life and in video games i am not capable of being mean nope um <laughs> so so i have to watch videos of what happens in these situations <laughs> because i never can do it i nope. like i'll like hover over the button i'm like i should do it i should do it and then i'm like no no and I, <laughs> like so, i can't I, gonna I, think I, there would have been person. once or twice there was once yeah. or twice where i was so mad that i was like yeah fuck it right trigger oh god what have i done like <laughs> Well, it's always one of those things where it's giving you the option to punch somebody who's a douchebag, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. But then it's like, tell this person that they aren't worth life, and they should be ashamed of themselves. And I'm like, no, that might hurt their video game electric feeling, <laughs> and I can't do it. <laughs> nope. Same. I uh, um, I would, I, I do it occasionally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only times I do it is when like someone has screwed with my crew usually like i don't care what they say to femshep i care what they say to my crew so right, right. Wanna mess with my crew we're done no oh, more Mrs. yeah femshep. like yeah <laughs> i think no i more. uh very specifically in mass effect um because i i just got done playing with it again playing through again on friday so like two days ago three days ago i don't know what day it is it's sunday <laughs> it's sunday uh so i, I just got done playing through it like two days ago and I I told a general to go shove it up his ass it was really satisfying nice he's like I want to look at your ship and I'm like I want you to go away oh that guy yeah Yeah, I always tell him to fuck off too that's legit I don't blame you on that one in the first game you spend so much of your time trying to convince the alliance and the council that this is like a legit threat and they're like I don't know. I didn't see it with my own eyes. So yeah. I'm going to say that that isn't what ha- what's Shit happening. Shit is so annoying. Yeah. There's so much politics, which I actually really appreciate that they worked that in because yeah. you have to walk that line of the captain of the ship who goes out and does stuff, but then you have to come back to the council and report on what you did. and then Unless you like, hang up on them every single yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you can play that. You can play both sides of the coin. You can come back and be like, okay, let me go play politics now for a minute and um, 
get behind Udina for a minute, which, oh, Ooh, Udina. I, I got him. words. I got words about him. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are nice. Oh. Oh. None it's of them like, are nice. There's so much in this game that you play through and you're like, and especially as this rolls into later games, you're like, you know that I fucking dealt with this before. Why do you think that suddenly what I'm telling you isn't true? Why would I start fucking lying now? Like, mm-hmm. for what reason would I do that? Right. And it's yeah. obviously because the council doesn't want to deal with a no-win scenario, which is what yeah. this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, what the fuck? Like, right. I'm always like, <laughs> she's right. She's right, guys. She's yep. correct. <laughs> you know, if you let the council die, they don't have anything to say after that. Oh, I that's can't true. do that. I can't that is do an it. option. I can't. I, know. I think that's how I got my second 25 reg- renegade Ooh. points. <laughs> Ooh. It, that's a hard decision, though, because you have, to, um, you have to throw the Turians at it, um, at, the, at the ship to save uh, yeah. the council. And, like, you know mm-hmm. that you're putting a bunch of Turians in danger for this group of douchewads who hasn't listened to you this entire time and mm-hmm. is now in massive danger because they wouldn't fracking listen to you right well i just love me centurions too yeah yeah i do i one of my favorite things about mass effect is the shitload of alien races yes um i made a list just to list it off and it's not even a fully comprehensive list because i love our listeners so much that i want them (laughs) to know how much like like detail they put into this game Mm -hmm. so the main ones the main four up front turian Asari, Krogan, Corian. Then we have so many more. We have Drell. We have the yep. Protheans. Drell. Mm-hmm. We have Salarians, mm-hmm. Molus, yep. Hanar, Elcor, Batarians, Geth, etc. But we et don't there meet so any Batarians. No. Uh, not in the first I don't one. Think you do. <clears throat> really? Not in the first one at all? You don't meet any Batarians in the first I don't think you meet Drell game. in the first game either. I think no, you don't. Thane, Thane is the first drill you ever meet, and that's two. Three. Three. Oh, that two. that's Three. right. Three. No, it's two. It's two. Two? Two. I don't care. I was too busy worrying about Garrus, so. Yeah, ah, I know. All right, we'll talk about that when we talk about Thane, because yeah. I yeah. have words. <laughs> I have so many words. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. There's, there is, like, so many different alien species in just like this trilogy mm-hmm. it is so amazing well it's and they so cool. do such a great job of fleshing out lore and history and um weird quirks that you know some of the characters break because not everyone fits the specific mold that they're put into and it, it's For their species it, yeah and even like whenever you go to check out planets, which we've already discussed that I'm obsessed with, they have like little histories on the planet. And like, was this ever colonized? Is this um, is this just like a mining planet? Is this something that was passed over because it doesn't have good enough resources to, you know, spend the energy going down and trying to grab shit? It's like so, 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 so cool. There is They'll so even, much lore in Mass yeah. Effect. Even like just oh, yeah, talking about the weather and topography. It's like, <laughs> that's so amazing. They have yeah. stats on these, on these not islands, on these planets. Like yeah. they have like 
how quickly, how big they are, how quickly they rotate around whatever star they're around. It's so cool. It's so freaking sweet. Well, even it's I mean, let's great. talk about specters for like a minute. Like, it's such Love a cool em. concept. Like an, an interplanetary interspecies agency, which the humans have not yet joined at the at the time of the start of the game, um, because they are the newest race who have joined the alliance in general. Because it took us so long to come up with the technology to explore space. Because because we finally got to Mars. Hello, uh, <laughs> and poor other small races that like have been on this like system so much longer than us but mm-hmm. still aren't considered like a force or right. <laughs> like a- well but the humans take everything that they want that's why yeah. everyone hates us in the alliance like <laughs> we are pretty awful like that yeah. so i mean yeah <laughs> um but i mean udina does not fucking help because he's a douche and uh that but the the specters in general i just really i love the way they set up the idea of the specters and then when you go to become a specter like everything that surrounds that and then like being able to take the normandy and literally it's just yours now you don't have to answer to anyone you can report you really don't like you could go totally rogue and no one could say anything because you're a specter i mean saren goes rogue try (laughs) but how long do they let saren keep on his bullshit before finally going, hmm, maybe this is a problem. Well, I'm I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it's possible to be a rogue specter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Can we also good. talk about the Normandy for like a minute? I love yeah. the, I have, okay, you know those little um, pieces of metal where you punch them out and then put them together for a yeah. model? I have like three of them for Mass Effect. Nice. I also have like four of the Mass Effect video game or not video games graphic novels and i'm wearing a mass effect t-shirt right now (laughs) i think i like this series (laughs) it's great it's a great series like people can say what they want about how the plot ended for the entirety of the trilogy um and we'll definitely get deeper into that when we cover that game yeah Um, because it's a very long um series to discuss minor details about um but it's fantastic like overall the series as a whole did a great job the the continuity was phenomenal yeah oh yeah it's like interesting and rich and like i just love it it's so good one of my favorite examples of continuity in mass effect is the character conrad Werner, which i know a lot of people hate this character (laughs) he's just this random human that you end up encountering in every single game that's like thinks you're the best person in the world. Hey, can I have your autograph? Can I have your picture with you? He just shows up and he's like this pseudo stalker and it's really kind of crazy. But he eventually becomes like important and in like Mass Effect 3, he's actually one of the resources you can tag. But you first encounter him in Mass Effect 1 who's just this random dude who's like, hey, you're Commander Shepard, aren't you? I really like the cut of your jib. Like it's just... (laughs) Yeah, it just ends up, he's like, I want to be a Spectre too. And you're like, no, go back home. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> the I don't know. Entire... I find him a little creepy. Personally. He is. Yeah. I, I think it's just awkward. I think, too, that the um, shops on the Citadel probably, like, really banked in on that guy. Mm-hmm. Because in order to get discounts, you can record a little... Um, a little I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite shop on the Citadel. 
Exactly. I think that's for that's Mass Effect 2, though. Two. That's it? it, too. Yeah. Darn it. Why are all the things that I love in the next game? Because I don't know. They but, are, but the yeah. Normandy is still in the second game, <laughs> yeah. and the Normandy is great in one. I fucking yeah. love the Normandy. Can we talk about... Okay. I yeah, do want to talk about the Normandy because yeah, the let's. fucking cool thing about the Normandy is that it is technology from like four different alien races that the humans yep. have kind of co-opted it's and worked together with other people. Mainly the Turians. This, yeah. To build this super ship that like no one really knows the full potential of it. It has stealth. Right. Yeah. It's the main but one. But like, yeah. <laughs> you are literally, you're testing it. Like, so as soon as you get into scrapes and stuff, you've got Joker at the helm being like, well, I think we could probably try this thing. And you're like, fucking go for it. Let's fucking go. And, and because he's a great fucking pilot, he pulls it off. Uh, of y'all, know, y'all know who voices Joker, right? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Seth Green. Yes. Yeah. He does a great job. So good. Who is great, by the yeah. way, Seth Green. Come so on our podcast. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I just love like that entire storyline because it also comes back to bite you in the ass sometimes when people are like, you know, that's Turian technology. Are you comfortable using it? And you're like, oh my god, racist. shut up, racist, you racist prick. Yep. That's and I mean, and mind you, racism. you have crew members that are racist. Um, yeah, we'll definitely yes. be covering that. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna but not even just that. Ashley. Like, you have other crew members. Um, your XO, actually, when you first get on the ship, you have to kind of convince him to stop being such a douche to some of your team members, and he does kind of come around. Um, and, like, there, you'll as you wander around the Normandy, like you hear people talking about stuff and mm-hmm. um, and your your other crew members. And every single time, I want to turn around, and be like, "Shut the fuck up about my little grasshopper boy." I know. Like, well, and you you kind of hear hear it throughout the Citadel too, because mm-hmm. when you're addressed by the Volus, your Earth Clan, mm-hmm. um, Turians will generally call you human. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even recognize you as a person. You're just one of your race. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty interesting and uh, quite. It's kind of refreshing for humans to be the minority in a circumstance. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have a lot of complicated feelings regarding how it could kind of be handled, but it's definitely a good take. Like these things these beings have been existing in this level and age of technology for so much longer than we have Mm -hmm. and getting treated like a child because you don't have the history (laughs) (laughs) of all of this like smart and like future, future technology is like a really refreshing take where you aren't seen as like the, end all be all of advancement mm-hmm. <laughs> for once yeah. in like a video game series like you're powerful as shit that's mm-hmm. sort of the entire point of being yeah, but you're still covered. just a human but you're yeah. just a human exactly you're not a krogan <laughs> yeah. like oh i love yeah. the krogans oh well, i think God. the other factor that plays into this yep. is um the length of the lives of some of the alien races yeah like, um the turians can live to be a couple hundred i think um, or maybe like 150, 200, somewhere in there. And then you've got, um, uh, uh yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Who You're welcome. Be like a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Krogan have reasonably short lives. And like, so like that sliding oh, scale. The Krogan of- get fucked, dude. Yeah, they really do. Uh, Same with the Solarians. Yeah. The Solarians are also very 
short-lived. Mm-hmm. Well, They're not really. I've, escape, I have but. opinions on the Solarians. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about the um, the interspecies conflicts within yeah. Mass Effect and what the other races and species have gone along with. Mm-hmm. And the Solarians and Krogans, man. Yeah. Oh boy. Team Krogan all the way. Me Team too. Krogan. Yeah. Fucking love the Krogan. Well, it, Hashtag so Team Krogan. It very yeah. much stands <laughs> in for almost the struggle for Native American people in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, um, or anyone of color. Sterilization yes. of uh, the majority of people of color, but especially yes. um, black women. Yes. In the United States. Obviously, yeah. they take it to such a different level in Mass Effect mm-hmm. um, with just a, Where a it's lot a of virus and yeah. you can't propagate at right. all. But it, it it's an interesting stand-in, and like Commander Shepard has to make decisions within that context and within that storyline, and it it gives you this agency to try and do something good. But will it bite you in the ass later? Right. Um, that's. I think we were talking about. Um, even within Dragon Age, that things are very gray. There's a lot of gray area. And I think Mass Effect takes that even to the next level. You are making some really serious decisions for entire races of beings, entire species of beings. And you get to see how that plays out over a three-game trilogy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I did look up the... um life expectancy for various alien races in Mass Effect. Um, Asari are probably the longest lived with uh, over a thousand years of life. Mm-hmm. Um, Liara is over a hundred and still considered Young. a kid, basically. Yeah. Um, Krogans can live up to 1,500 in some cases. What? Oh. Krogans, yeah. I thought they were. That explains, wow. okay. Yeah, and then Turians can reach 200. Okay. And a fair amount of humans reach like 150-ish in this timeline. Science. Um, Corians can reach 100 to 120. Solarians die around 40. Uh, Vorcha die around 20 years of age. Um, and Drell make it about 30 years. Yeah. The, the smaller... Lung diseases. Yeah. The smaller races don't have as much info about them. Um I'm surprised there's not just like an entire wiki page. That Shit, that. how old is Thane in? We can talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that when we talk about <laughs> He's it. He's not here yet. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very hard. So this is one of the, the series games. It's going to be hard to sort of separate out because it is a full storyline mm-hmm. in a trilogy. Uh, we're going to do our best. Yep. <laughs> but yes, uh, trying to keep it as separate as possible so you know which game yeah. we're sort of digging into. So do we want to start out with the friend zone? Or should we roll through what the ending of the game is kind of? And then of the zone. first one? Yeah. Uh, we can do the ending and then we could probably go over the characters that we have in the game and then the friend, friend zone, zone. Okay. just so they know sort of who we're not talking about as well. <laughs> gotcha. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So the ending of the game, you can make the bad guy shoot himself in the head yeah. and gain 25 renegade points. I have never done that. I don't um, think I, I did. Could. I don't think I could bring <laughs> myself to it. Oh, I didn't know I was making him shoot himself in the head. 
I just, the option was like, that's a coward's way out. Be like, you know what to do unless you, if you've got the balls. And I'm oh like, boy. Oh, oh my God, I just made him shoot himself in the head. Boy. I think um, in this game, one of the big things that caused people a lot of shock is the ending when you choose uh, between which squad to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one oh, that you have yes. Ashley on or the mm-hmm. one that you have Caden on. <laughs> so spoiler alert, you basically get to pick and it's pretty obvious yeah. Who which is character is going to die. <laughs> And the person that you save is probably the one you're romancing, and they know that it's because you're romancing them. Yep. yep. Which is a little awkward. It can mm-hmm. be, yeah. And yeah. Who do you Aiden guys normally especially. Kill? Oh, I always kill Ashley. I'm sorry. She's yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah I kill Ashley too. And I am so She's sorry. She's a terrible racist, and she never comes home. back. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this is slightly misogynistic because I do always kill the woman, but she is so like species racist. In future games, if you keep her around, that's like continued. It like keeps going. Oh, on. Really? She doesn't. She doesn't really grow um, with this particular viewpoint. And we'll kind of go over more about why she feels this way and how it's still wrong when we do her <laughs> love interest <laughs> episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you're going to choose between a racist and somebody who's kind of whiny, you usually just end up choosing the whiny person and not the person that actively wishes that other people didn't exist. Yep. So. Yep. There's also the fact that if you sacrifice Ashley, she's finally, you know, renewing the name of her family because she's doing something brave and awesome. Well, and I will point out, it comes back around in, I think it was in three, if you listen to the news reports and stuff, as you're wandering around the Citadel, you can hear about like a colony that was named after her and like all of the posthumous medals she was awarded and all kinds of stuff and how she was a savior of the universe and blah, blah, blah. And every single time I'm like, but she hated the rest of my crew. Like, yeah. But at the same time she was able to, you know, cause she was dealing with a lot of the bullshit that her family thought she was a bunch. They thought her family was a bunch of cowards because of what her grandfather did. And I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, like good for her. Yeah. But don't the be racist. things that were created in her name carry on a legacy that's better than the policy that they themselves created. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like widespread enough to where she actively hurt a bunch of people and it was erasing the history of her horrific crimes like constantly happens in the United States. Yep. Um, then I think this is one of those situations where she didn't have enough power to hurt people as much as if she had been in a higher position. So I think it also helps that you as Shepard are there to like rein her back in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, yo, don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And I (laughs) I like those um, options. (laughs) Me too. Those are always fun. Uh, Playing the Paragon. It just sort of makes it seem even better. Like you're shooting your own horn. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where you have that option. You can kill your love interest. Um, oh. It's weird if you do yeah. that. It's kind of a weird choice. If you sort of went into this entire game fresh without realizing anything, then you might not have known mm-hmm. that that's sort of what was going to happen. Because Mass Effect was kind of the starter on sort of these gray morality games you weren't 100 percent sure what the consequences of your actions were going to be when you made choices um 
And so sometimes they took one. And sometimes even if you make the Paragon choices, it turns out really badly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of no-win scenarios. Yes. Um, yep. That you kind of just got to muddle through. So the first time you play this, sort of not knowing what you're getting into, you might have accidentally <laughs> killed somebody that you were romancing. Uh, luckily, Which if you means you don't get the are. sex scene, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's nope. not very good. So. No. <laughs> but it's, it's not. But it's... Uh, a trailblazer. Yes. There you go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, great. So then uh, characters in this game, um, just sort of in general, this is very large. It's also sort of the introduction of this entire series. So there is a so much exposition <laughs> of people that you sort of meet. Um, mm-hmm. To kind of go over in general, you have uh, Kate and Elenko um, in... Uh, a human soldier um, with a biotic implant that's one of your romance options. Tally Zora. If you're female. If you're female. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tally Zora Narea, who is a Korean on her pilgrimage. Um, she's the sentinel, or is she? She's the tech. Tech. Yeah, she's in tech. Um, but she's like a full body suit, um, no contact with outside particles because her race of people are very um, susceptible. susceptible. Yeah, they live in space in a reconstituted atmosphere, so they have little to no uh, immune system. Immune system. <laughs> so if they get coughed on, it's friggin' uh, mortal. What's that movie? Um, uh, no. <laughs> Close. No, it's uh, uh, War of the Worlds. Ah, oh, that yeah, yeah that's the cough on. I mean, <laughs> boom, Miss Rona in your face. What you yeah. gonna do? <laughs> uh, we also have Aliara Sony, um, who is your Asari uh, scientist, um, who joins you, and also the daughter of one of the bad guys, yeah. who is voiced by Marina Sirtis, who is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, everybody's fan favorite, uh, Garrus Vicarian. Garrus. Garrus! A Turian C-Sec officer that joins you um, on He's your so quest. He's uh, so we're good. definitely going to talk about him. He's oh, yeah. Fantastic. I love Garrus. Uh, Ashley Williams, our racist human soldier. Wow. <laughs> <Joins> you. <laughs> our human soldier. Yes, our human soldier uh, that was also with you at the beginning of the game, along with Caden. Mm-hmm. Um, Erdnot Rex, our Erdnot Rex. Erdnot Rex. I love Rex. Oh, I Epic love love Rex. Krogan oh, guys. <laughs> I just oh I could God. I could listen to him say shepherd all day and I would be perfectly fine. I want to make that my ringtone. Shepherd, shepherd, shepherd. Oh, I'm God, his yes. voice actor right now. Hang on. Stephen Barr. His voice actor is Stephen Barr. <sighs> uh, shepherd. So. I don't care. I just want I just shepherd. Just call him out super quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's God. So love it. Beautiful uh, work. Yes. Uh, I just, we'll get into this when we yes. talk about the friend zone. Yes, we will. Um, other characters, um, I'm going to go through these a little bit faster because there's a lot. Uh, Engineer Adams, David Anderson, Administrator An- Analyze. I think it's Analyze. Analyze. Analyze, yeah. Uh, Saren Artarius, our bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balak, Elizabeth Bainham, 
Matriarch, Benizia. Ah, yeah. Kate Bowman, Dr. Chakwas, Citadel Council, dickheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ujana. Yes. Uh, Fist, Admiral Hackett, Harkin, Captain Karehi, Karehi, Karehi? Karehi. Uh, Karehi. Okay. It, sorry, like I am not fresh on these names. I yeah, don't know no. why. It's all right. Kalisa, Bint, Sinan El Jelani. I actually don't remember who that is. I'm gonna, yeah, I don't remember um, that character either. She's one of the Quarians. Well, yeah. Okay. Can you tell me the way the Very name is? Name. <laughs> I think she's the aunt. Uh, um, no, and- she's a she's the Westerland news reporter. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I forgot about her. Did she's I miss stuff? I think Academy. I missed stuff um, in this last. It's place. actually it's not a big thing. It's you. She corners you at one point with a video camera and tries to interview you, and you can either make Paragon or. Um, renegade right. choices and then you wind up all over the news with whichever choice you made oh right 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 yeah it affects I think good job she has Council. additional um yeah she comes up a few times yeah um well and then and then there's a different reporter in two and three that or in three that you can come across and yeah and yeah. punch in the face if you want yes we can't we can't hey, forget can... about jenkins just saying <laughs> uh nihilus cryic which is a Turian that dies at the very beginning of the game mm-hmm. jeff joker moreau joker, uh, everybody joker. <laughs> gianni Peristini, navigator presley lord kewen the Rachne queen dr slayon shaira shiala the thorian donald odina Conrad Werner, which Sarah already mentioned, is your biggest fan. Hashtag Team Conrad. Barlavon and Emily Wong. Um, Just some of the other characters that sort of have a follow through. And um, I did not know. Does Emily Emily Wong is in the first game too? Because she's the reporter you can get in three that joins you on. on uh, She should be in the first one. Normandy. I did not realize yeah, that. It, it could one. just be one of those little cameos. Oh, like, you know up. what? By the way, I am pretty positive you do actually encounter the Batarians, but it depends on what background you chose. Ah, that'll do it. Yeah, because I think it's a side quest. Yeah, because it's Batarian uh, slavers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that makes, makes much more sense now. Yeah. I was like, um, I thought I got that off the list of Mass Effect <laughs> 1, but it could be, I could have missed it. Like I said, it's been a lot. Oh, of you're right. Um, but those are our general large list of characters that are introduced in the first game. Um, a lot of these groups have some follow-up in later episodes, episodes, later games in the trilogy. A couple of them end their time here. <laughs> Um, two of the Turians in particular, um, because it's sort of plot relevant that they don't continue on. Um, but that's sort of your introduction to the friend zone. Uh, and insert asterisk by board with four here. We are friends with an asterisk. All because of a stupid Welcome to the friend zone. The friend yeah. zone. <laughs> um, so, friend zone is where we discuss the characters that we wish we could have romanced in the game that we're discussing. Um, 
this one doesn't have as many as I sort of thought about in the first Dragon Age game. Well, I think um, there's two big, super obvious ones, and then a couple of side ones that you're like, that would have been fun. Um, yeah. Garrus and Tally. <laughs> yeah. Tally, uh, Joker is a really big yeah. one. Joker is the other really big one. That people love. And I'm sorry. I want to romance a Krogan. Let oh, me love. Yes. Come Rex. on. Rex. I two want words. to romance Rex. Two words. Four testicles. <laughs> <laughs> the alien anatomy guys that yep. they talk about yep. in this game is so good. No, yeah, I mean, I Rex would technically be great. have an exoskeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Rex like, would be so great, though, because, like, if your shepherd is like a super warlike person, like the dynamic between Shepherd and Rex is just a blast. Like it's yes. so fun. And yeah. it would be so good. Well let, let's let's talk about so everybody's much, favorite. Let's talk about Garrus first. Yeah. Yes. Grasshopper oh, boy. Yeah. God, I love me some Garrus. Well, and Rob like, Wheeland, Rob Wheeland, if you're listening to this, you're a yeah, fucking monster, monster for letting him die in Mass Effect 2. Yeah, monster. Uh, every single time we talk to Rob Wheeland, one of our uh, members of Theater of the Mind players, as our illustrious DM, um, GM, sorry, uh, he told us that he's a terrible person he he let him die it was his choice and he let garris die out of all people and we'll never be over it never he's like nope i went through it i made the choice and letting it happen and i'm like you're a monster i don't think i talk back and reload i don't think i go back and reload (laughs) girls i don't think i talked to him for like two days (laughs) and that's like a huge thing for me yeah (laughs) i don't blame you sarah Sometimes you don't realize what your friends are until they tell you yeah. about these poor choices. I know, and apparently monster. Rob Wheeland is Rob Mad Dog Wheeland is the monster. <laughs> um, I gotta say though, I love how kind of flirty Garrus kind of is in the first game. You actually, it feels almost like, almost like a romance mm-hmm. plot, and then you kind of hit like a plateau and you can't go any further, and you're I, just like fucking why he's so much more interesting than freaking Caden who is or any obnoxious brat honestly like, or Liara I think he's way more yeah. interesting than oh, Liara I, I agree yeah I wasn't I have never this is going to be an admittance I've never full played through the romances available in the first game I've never fully played them through the entire trilogy I have same. only no, same fully oh, played here. through romances that started becoming available as of Mass Effect 2. <laughs> so, okay, I guess I've lied a little bit because when I started Mass Effect 3, I hadn't realized that if you didn't romance Garrus in Mass Effect 2, you could not romance him in 3. What? So I went. I know. I didn't know. I wasn't aware that that was a thing. I didn't look up walkthroughs or anything. I just, like, rolled with it. And because I love my boy Thane so much that I, I had to. And then, so I got to Mass Effect 3, and then Thane kicks the bucket, and I was left with one romance option, and that was Caden Alenko. <gasps> and so I actually, I literally, I played through, like, the, the big scene with Caden where he starts dumping you, or, or you start the big romance. And I was like, I can't do this. I refuse. I refuse to continue <laughs> 
relationship with Caden Alenko. And I went back and I played the Mass Effect Genesis. Like it's like a visual novel, but you make a couple of the important choices, um, yeah. which wound up killing a bunch of people in Mass Effect Two that I was kind of pissed about. Um, but it at least meant that I I could romance Garrus. In- oh man, damn, that's some so, commitment, girl. I had to. I was like halfway through the damn game, and I was like, nope, nope. X out Damn. rage quit different romance option let's go yeah man I so. yeah like Garrus he's my boy I love Garrus we so can much. talk about this when we get to Mass Effect 2 but Thane man Thane okay that's cool <laughs> yeah you're allowed to have that opinion even yeah. though you're wrong yeah, I love we Garrus can discuss so this when we get to two yes. because I have so right, many right. things to say because I fucking no, love Garrus two is a great but. one to go over too but as of Mass Effect 1, yes. let well, I think it romance would change, the aliens. Yes. It would change right. so many things if you mm-hmm. could romance Garrus in Mass Effect 1. Yeah, like, seriously. My heart. He's my it ride or made, die boy. Like, I love me some Garrus. It would have made the start of Mass Effect 2 so much sadder, yes. honestly. Yes. And oh. I'm here for it. <laughs> right. Like, I, I would have loved to romance Garrus in this one. It would have been so good. Yes. A lot of so the romances good. here just didn't capture me. Um, yeah, I did. I was actually really pissed because I thought for the longest time that Ashley was a lesbian option as well. Mm-mm. Nope. And she's not. Nope. I mean, and and now, let's just roll it I'm back angry. real quick and say, like, this is 2007. This is right. really the first game of this style ever released. So, mm-hmm. like, not to I bash wonder, on it too hard, but. I know. I wonder if be the. Better reason they were able to skate in the romance with Liara is because they were like, well, that race only has one gender. Mm-hmm. So it's all the same to them. Right. And it's right. like, I kind of like, get the I feeling, like- <laughs> I kind of get the feeling that the writing for Garrus, they wanted to have him be a romance option right away. Mm-hmm. But alien, because he's far good. less humanoid. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah, but I, I think that's one. I think that's one line that they weren't <laughs> able to do. Yeah, or somebody, somebody mm-hmm. called that one and said nope. Yeah, yeah. Final decision, no. Yeah, yeah. Which it was proven as a mistake because all of yes. the fans were like, "We want Garrus." Yeah, right. Like, in the second game. Give me some Vicarian. <laughs> yes. Boom. Yes. yes. And I think um, so. We aren't harping on only Garrus <laughs> for the friends. <laughs> right. Uh, Talizora, Narea, our Korean machinist, um, machinist, 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 um, <laughs> is uh, another one that becomes available later. Um, but it was also very, very compelling in the first game. Mm-hmm. She's very sweet. Yes. Um, yeah, she's nice. She's a bestie. She has, she has um, like a very, she's like on her pilgrimage. So she had spent all of her life growing up within the flotilla which is the um the the floating uh the the group of all the ships that the quarians are on because they got kicked out of their place by the geth because they created the geth and then what do you know the ai they created got out of control yeah and Mm. they tried to kill all of them and the sentient beings were like no (laughs) and so funny how that happens yeah, sentience. What do you What do you know? <laughs> um, but the uh, pilgrimage that she is on is something that all of the Koreans take once they reach uh, the age of majority, where they go out to experience the universe and bring something back 
back to the flotilla that can aid them in maintaining their civilization. Well, and Tully um, always kind of reminds me of Liana in Dragon Age Origins, like mm, the, just the sweetness, a little bit of like the the bestie nah, side of things. Nah. She isn't as like sensual, I would say. No, yeah, like, she's definitely I think a little she's more just innocent, like but. she's more. Tali's always been more little sister to me than anything else. Okay. So I've never been like, oh yeah, Quarian. Also, I have, I have opinions on the Quarians, but yeah, <laughs> I think they, I think they I done fucked up. I have a lot of opinions yeah. about the races in yeah. Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of judgment, which to- which might make us a little bit racist, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's fictional racism. (laughs) You can understand uh, individual civilizations and steps that they've taken in order to harm other civilizations Mm -hmm. and hold them somewhat accountable accountable for that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that Tally is a bad person because she's a Korean. Any individual Korean might be great. Their structure of society and what they did in the past is not so much with the good. Yeah. 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 So here's one I would like to call out. If are we good with moving on from Tally? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, Anderson, why can you not romance Anderson? Anderson's like old enough to be your father. Ah, is he? Yes. Okay. Because if you go if you go by Caden's age because Caden says he's 34 yeah. I okay. think which yeah, I think would so. assuming that Shepard is around that age as well Anderson is close to retiring age which puts uh, him close to 60 I guess which, just the way he's animated if, he looks more like early 40s so they even retire at 60 nowadays because now the human race lives to around 150 years old that's true that's true right. so he could be much older right yeah and I'm not shaming on people who are both adults in consenting relationships that are very big age difference. I just think it's weird. Yeah. Personally, I, the life experience difference is too great for me to be attracted to somebody that's so much older than me yep. in my age. As a young person playing this game, I would not have been down for that either. <laughs> like you, you, you're attracted to the age that you are in, you know, the age group that you're in largely in like the entire human race. That's sort of what you go for. It's life experience growth that you both still need, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now Joker on the other hand. Okay. Joker though. Joker Moreau. Uh. um, (laughs) The pilot of your spaceship. Um, this character has a uh, Rolex syndrome, um, which makes brittle bone syndrome, bones. quote unquote. Yeah. Is that the Very actual true. name of that syndrome? I looked it up. Yes. It's V R O L I K. I did a Google. Um, <laughs> I did a Googles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and he is sort of your wisecracking, uh, sarcastic pilot. Um, who is so endearing. Seth so Green endearing. did a great job. Um, he, like, the character itself, uh, he talks about how he used to be very quiet um, when he joined the Academy to learn piloting and all that stuff. Um, he was, like, very, like, internal, um, not very outgoing whatsoever uh, because he was so focused on learning this and overcoming 
like the the disadvantages of his disability and he fucking rocked it like he did so good on like his exams and everything that he was blowing his teachers out of the water and sort of overcame any like any reason that people would have said well we can't do that just Mm -hmm. because you know this is a danger because he can't do xyz he does so well at piloting they were like well we have to have him pilot (laughs) like we just do well to the point where you discover that dr shockwiss was put on your ship almost specifically to help take care of joker which is just like because it's a and he's not even just piloting a ship in the the human like alliance he's piloting their like normandy the The flagship basically their most expensive most experimental ship they have like this amazing like ace pilot working on because they need somebody with the skills to back it up when they have this experimental ship going on and he's so great. Like he's, he's so oh, good. yeah. My favorite is the argument of we can't land there. It'll never work. That's suicide. And Joker's like, I got it. Yeah, don't Argu- worry about it. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> like shut up, ma. I know yeah. what I'm doing. I love it. I was actually quite annoyed when they brought in Edie and you and and like he romances yeah. her and you can't you can't. You know what? Yourself. Know. Sometimes you just gotta play wingman. I was a pretty damn good wingman for him, but still. Sometimes (laughs) you just got a wingman. When you can't... (laughs) This is going to be terrible. Oh, boy. When you can't partake of the dessert, sometimes you just make sure everybody else has a double portion. (laughs) Sarah. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, what a way to come into sentience as well. Like... This isn't, sorry, this isn't Mass Effect 1, but what a way to come into sentience. You become a somewhat human-like woman, even though you're in artificial intelligence. And the one that everybody wants to bone but can't bone immediately becomes romantically attracted to you. And I'm like, what the hell? What does she have? What does she have that I ain't got? (laughs) No weight is probably the answer. (laughs) Um, An artificial body? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. But yeah, Joker would have been a great one to romance too. And I I don't care what anybody says. I really would have loved a Turian, uh, not Turian. um, Krogan. 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 Krogan romance. I just love the Krogans. I was just going to say Rex next because. Yes. Let's talk about Rex, baby. Let's talk Let's about, about you and, you and me. me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that, that may could be. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about Rex. Rex. I'm Let's sorry. Did Rex. I just go into the entire song of that? I, did, I'm sorry. Did did I, I just dated myself. <laughs> this is hey, the I content it. that people True. join us for. <laughs> but, the moments when they find out that I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Erd Not Rex is a treasure. Yes. He is. And He's a treasure. Yes. Yes. So good. Like, this is one of the characters that made me appreciate the alien races in this game. Because, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't. Yeah. It's good. It's totally good. It's legit. Like, he shows that all of the races aren't just sort of like humanoid. Humanoid or like Ponzi bitches? 
Yeah. And like the politics <laughs> can be different mm-hmm. because the the Krogans had a completely different like setup than any of the other races. Yeah, because the Krogan were brought in to fight the Rachni. And once they fought the Rachni, the Turians and the Salarians fucking freaked out and were like, oh no, they're so aggressive. (laughs) There's too many of them. They're going to take over the galaxy. So they gave them this virus called the genophage. So only like one in a thousand births actually happens. They're either stillborn or miscarried. Which also led to some very serious sexism within the Krogan culture. For sure. Yep. Oh, God. But we don't run into a lot of that in one. No, not in one. one. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, but, I don't yeah. think you even see a female Krogan until... Definitely I don't not. think you see a female yeah. Turian until two, or That's a true. female Solarian. That's true. It's really effing weird. I was noticing that. I, I mean, was it, like, it, what the fuck? I believe within most of the other alien cultures, like, there is still, like, that men are warriors, women are not. Um, especially the Krogans. Very especially the Krogans. Well, the Krogans but the women are still warriors. Yeah, they are. But, but they don't really different. leave, right? Like, they protect their own little yeah. women's clan. They don't leave the planet. Yeah, it's an so. entire thing, you know? And I think a couple of these things are informed by the fact that the writers are all human and mm-hmm. largely male i'm pretty sure i think they are all male yeah for Mass i will bet you oh, money yeah. they are at least 90 percent male yes uh, yeah. i mean i've got the list of them they're all men okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and or, here's, or their, here's, their names are masculine male sounding yeah uh, and you know what i will go one further and say at least 95 percent of them are white males yeah oh yeah I have no doubt. <laughs> I, that's, I'm for sure. I if we put money on that, I'm sure we would yeah. win 100. percent Like but, I tried, I tried going through because I have another podcast, and I was going through the names of the people, and I looked them up, and I was like, okay, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And I'm like, 95 mm-hmm. percent of the people who worked on these games, yeah. white, white male, male. middle aged. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. that's yeah. especially yeah. apparent. By the Asari race yeah. and the fact that um, just when all of them are young, apparently they all go through a phase where they're a stripper. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Except like why, for Liara, apparently. Why is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because you have humans and Asari are in the strip club, which is like, really? Yeah. yeah. And they're all female. Yeah. Yeah. Or female uh-huh. presenting. And yeah. So, I mean, let let me just point out one more time that it is 2007. So, like, in the scheme of... It's still bullshit in 2007. Oh, it's still bullshit. Yeah. But if you look at, like, where gaming research was... True. Within, like, this was still in the phase of, okay, girls like games, but what games do girls like? Oh, like, I, we had not moved on to... No, hell. everyone just kind of likes all of the games and mm-hmm. we need to we just need you just need to remember that we like the games yes mm-hmm. whereas like, i mean at least they had moved past the well why don't girls like games phase of yeah. because uh, all of the female characters are strippers exactly they think maybe that had something to do with it yeah <laughs> um, mm. but i think yeah especially when you get sort of into in depth into strengths and weaknesses some games don't age as well Mm -hmm. because of the time that they were created and 
steps and growth that hasn't been taken by the writing groups. Um, and especially in Mass Effect, Mass Effect 1, that's apparent. Um, that's apparent in a lot of the games. Mm-hmm. I know in a couple of different games, they sort of tout it as, you know, there's no uh, inequality of um, men and women in this game, but we're going to show you all the ways that it still follows current gender norms mm-hmm. and current inequality that's like there today that mm-hmm. guys don't know about because it's an all white male race. I think I just pulled. <laughs> Something in my eyeballs from rolling my eyes so much. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. It hurts now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. I can still see, but it just every, hurts. Every time somebody says that it is showing uh, equality between the sexes, and I look at the writing staff, I go, "No, it doesn't." No, it because doesn't. I yep. can see that your entire writing staff Poor is male. Reach. Yeah. Girl, and preach. you don't even know. Like you don't even know. That's like trying mm. to do. Uh, a racially equal game and not having yeah. any person of color on the staff because you yes. don't yes. know when you're white. Yes. yes. I'm a white yes. person. There's so much that I don't know. There is so yes. much that I don't know. And yes. how are you and going it, to write a character who has experienced a lot of terrible things because of their skin color or because yeah. of without actually having someone on your staff who has experienced yeah. those things and is open to talking about them and, and giving you that that piece of the writing because yeah. you yes. should not be writing it yourself. Yeah. Um, if you're yes. showing that there's equality and even if something never happened to those people, because now they've grown up in some place where there's equality, you don't know enough to do that. You just yeah. don't know it. You yeah. can't do it. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's just not how it works. The Which, human brain has limited scope and yeah. like, and it's not, ability. and it doesn't make you a bad person. It nope. doesn't make you bad. It, it just doesn't make you bad. It just means qualified. you don't have. Yeah. 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 And that doesn't well, that, make you a bad person. Yeah. I will say I think I'm they, not qualified they, to pilot the Normandy. That doesn't make <laughs> me worse. Right. That just means I can't do it with people living. And that's fine. The end of it. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> like I don't know how to drive a boat because I'm scared of water. That doesn't make me a bad person. Just means you don't want me piloting your a boat. Spaceship. I mean <laughs> boat. Yeah. Or just a ship. Yeah, you know, I will be piloting this is, pretty this much. This is something anything. that Bioware has gotten a little bit better at through the years. Yeah, but yeah, studies have. are still showing that it's not enough, and we need still, to continue being so better. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not an easy thing, and 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 it's not an easy problem to solve. Um, and, I'm sh- and I'm sure we'll talk about that much more in depth, much more in depth later. Yes, yeah. because we have opinions. We have we opinions, do. and we're going to have an entire episode about those opinions. Yes, <laughs> we sure Regularly. are. Probably a couple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Regularly. Be yeah. <laughs> because we want to have you guys know, you guys, gals, people. Y'all. We want you to know about things. Yes, and if we can like expand people's knowledge and information, or expand their minds even Mm. um we would love to be able to take that journey to help you guys out in those uh oh oh, oh, here we go i got a quote free your mind and the rest will follow yeah (laughs) nice (laughs) um Fantastic. Oh, man, this all came from Rex. Did we have any yeah. other friend zone? Rex is amazing. I'm so sorry, um, Rex. I, you know, talking I'm about the still, genophage yes. just keeps yeah. going. But, genophage. Um, Four testicles. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of other characters that I wish you could romance, 
I I don't I can't know. think of any really. I know. I mean, Doctor like Doctor Chakwas is another person who's on your crew I who might be. She's an thing. older woman, but she's a babe. Oh um, yeah, she's she's. I'd throw it in her. I think. <laughs> I think in this, um, aren't there a couple like like one night stand options? Kelly, wait, is Kelly Mass Effect too? Kelly's Mass Effect Kelly's too. Mass Effect Dang too. it! Sorry. So maybe yeah, there's not in, the not in Mass game. Effect. No. Not in the first game. They didn't well, take I, that. I don't think, like, if you are romancing Caden and you were to have had a one-night stand, he'd probably lose his shit. So. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about the time I got yeah. him yeah. and Liara in the same room and Caden's like, same. what's going on here? And no I'm like, what? Scene too. And I wasn't oh. even trying to flirt with Liara, really. Right. It just kind of right. happened. And then, yeah, we can talk about this. And don't TV. even try to suggest a threesome. I had to reload the oh, game. Yeah, he will not even <laughs> go for you after that. So I And we can use this chance to roll into talking about the actual romantic options. Yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just quickly give you all at home a rundown. Um, our actual romance options are... Liara to Liara to Thony. Oh god. Pushed by Allie Hillis from Sheboygan Falls. <laughs> um, she's your uh, alien romance, the Asari scientist. Um, she joins your group and party later. You got Caden Alenko. Voiced by Raphael Sparg. <laughs> she's your uh, sentinel and staff lieutenant of the Normandy. Uh, sort of biotic fo- focus. And then Ashley Williams. Voiced by Kimberly Brooks. Soldier and gunnery chief from Eden Prime. Um, so Eden Prime was the initial mission that you go out on. So you start the game with Caden and Ashley sort of in your party group. Um, and Liara sort of joins you a little bit later. Those are your romance options for this particular game. Two humans, one alien. Um, Ashley and Caden are both straight. Liara is bi. Yeah, sort I of. totally thought Ashley sort was of. bi. And sort I of. really was disappointed about that. Mods. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really hard for me to, to take like the locks on these super seriously yeah. because so right. many mods exist. Yeah. But the voice options are not there. So it's it's one of those things where Ashley would still refer to you as a him, um, very likely, uh, in those mods. I haven't watched through the Ashley mods because as we sort of discussed already, we're kinda a little bit Yeah, we're kinda we're kinda not yeah, we're kinda anti Ashley. Sorry, folks. um, Yeah. We'll do our best to be impartial. I can't promise too much. (laughs) We'll try. I will watch the 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 YouTube though. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll try. Um the romance paths for all of these players are pretty similar. Um this game is not as heavily romance focused as it sort of gets later. Um because as you can imagine, saving the galaxy is a very tough and busy job. Um so you guys kind of sort of have to put it on the back burner (laughs) and also like you're the captain of the normandy so there is a little bit of like a power structure thing that goes with captain schmaptain yeah one of those things where (laughs) especially starting off with i feel like that's a lot more effective against the um the humans that Mm -hmm. start off with you and actually i should say commander here the commander Uh, p.s i am in no way encouraging people to be jerks yeah yeah if they are in a position of power 
Yes, agreed. And this is a fictional game. Yes. So there's fictional circumstances surrounding this in which characters will tell you no and there aren't consequences for them in case. Like, you can want to romance Joker all you want. It's not going to happen. Nope. (laughs) Um, In fictional games, uh, the actual playthrough and consent is much different than in real life. Um, And your underlings that you have positions of power over don't have the same luxury of video game math. So um, (laughs) keep that in mind. Uh, When we talk about these uh, discussions, power imbalances don't really play any part in the romance games in the entire Mass Effect trilogy. Um, So it's not going to be something we go over very in-depth, though to say now, maybe sort of think about it a little bit if you're in a position over a power, a position of power over somebody and don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, just don't Kaden be a dick. does say something about it at one point and mm-hmm. you can kind of, Caden does mention it. Um, oh, does he? Yes. It's one very small scene where he's like, well, you know, you're the commander and you're like, yes, I am. <laughs> and then it never comes up again. Oh, so. that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think if anybody ever said that to me and I was hitting on them, I'd be like, shit, that was a back yep. off. Let order. me back that off. Thank so you. I'm not. Um, I think he also says, is that an order right before y'all do it? He does do that. He does yeah. do that. See, that's like, a really? little sexier. But that's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like if you're opening context is important. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, if it was more like, is that in order? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> ooh, that's not sexy. Yeah. That's <laughs> more like, is uh, is that an order, Commander? <laughs> oh, <bow>, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, All right, we should save it for the next one. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) But but yes, uh, to move past our power imbalance discussion, um, obviously wrong. To move past that, though, the accidental, like, threesome, like, discussion thing is very easy in this game. So easy. Um, It's been pretty easy in previous games as well, but this one I feel like every single time I played, it sort of happened. Literally, all you have to do is be nice to both of them. Yeah. And you wind up with that conversation. It's like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. And it's like kind of freeing that at least one romance option isn't available for you, depending on your gender choice. The idea of all three of them being in the same room and mad at you at the same time. Oh, God. (laughs) Terrifying. I kind of wish that that had happened. Right. The drama of it all would be fantastic. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I think um, that sort of scene itself is super awkward. I'm pretty sure Ashley and Caden get really mad about it, whereas Liara is kind of like, I mean, I think that'd be okay, but they obviously aren't into I think it. So we are literally something like, oh, I guess I never thought of that as an option. I'd be down. And then Caden is like, um, no. excuse you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I'm just, okay. I, ooh. So, like, I'm going to say this now and go more into depth when we do her actual episode. But the idea of the mono gender culture for the Asari is super interesting, like, mm-hmm. super cool and interesting. And the way that they view, relationships and sex and 
having like, children and yeah. And growing up even mm-hmm. like they have this entire thing within their culture where you're allowed to be wild and crazy when you're younger. And then as you grow up, you become a responsible member of their culture. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's not how humans work. <laughs> not approvedly. Oh, <laughs> we apparently that, I've been but... doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, or you just have a good uh, support system around you. So yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> society as a whole hates how happy that young people are about taking risks and doing all that stuff. Well, um, high five to my family. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the... Like, the fact that that's so super easy is always a really weird conversation. Mm-hmm. Having to let down one person is always, like, the weirdest thing yep. in the entire world. If I was ever in that situation in real life, I would just die on the spot. <laughs> oh, it's not, it. <laughs> it's not that difficult. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I would just die on the spot. <laughs> um, no, I think I would, too. <laughs> no, probably. Yeah, I would probably wilt into like a yeah whining ball. Done now. <laughs> I'd be like, that was not I don't what I intended. Jordan, who's Jordan? Uh, bye. <laughs> I would move to another country. It would be really awkward and awful. I mean, um, you wouldn't be stuck on a spaceship with them, at least. Yeah, no shit. No kidding. Oh yeah, you're running into them in the bathrooms, which don't exist in Mass Effect One. Um, in the mess hall, <laughs> in the briefing room, they're yep. part of your like go team party. Yep. Like you're, you're with them. <laughs> oh, it's like this one time I was at Best Buy for a morning meeting, and three people I'd have. I had seen naked. We're all in the same room talking to each other, and then looked at me, and I was like, "What? <laughs> no, oh boy, those oh are boy. not the people you want talking with each other." No. It was a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. P.S. I oh. hope Brad doesn't listen to this. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to cut that part? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. fine. All right, we'll leave it in. Okay. <laughs> the entire thing, though, is so so funny yeah and i i just love that the game creators created that (laughs) it's it's great like overall we can say whatever we whatever criticism we have about mass effect this is still such a really good good step forward yeah. You know, it's not a perfect step forward, but you know what? There rarely are perfect steps steps forward. Mm-hmm. But except this is really <laughs> well, yeah. Except for the Iron Bowl, uh, Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. Please come on our podcast. Yes, Thank please. you. Yeah. <laughs> You're the best. And we I will think... schedule that episode. Around oh yeah, schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. We can yeah. make it happen. We'll come but to I... you. I mean, what? No, that's weird. Stalkery. Sorry. That's what Zoom is for. That's what Zoom, Zoom is for. We'll Zoom to you. There we go. We'll Zoom to you. That's less creepy. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> I think there is something to be said, though, that these criticisms are made out of love yes. because we obviously yeah. enjoy this so much or else we wouldn't have such a fun time talking about it. Right. I don't I have don't- like hundreds of dollars invested in merch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, it's one of those things where we're talking about these things because we love it, and everything has the ability to grow. Yes. Yeah, we're not hating. We're just yeah. showing how it could be different from now. Yep. From our love. 
Yep. Yeah. From our yeah. love will come greater things. Exactly. Yes. And it does. It gets better. It so does. I think we're, uh, I think we're pretty much good with the friend zone. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we'll the romances be, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Romances will be bad. We'll go into the romances later. Yep. <laughs> More and in depth. I yeah. believe we'll be doing this, uh, via, um, first name order. Yes. So our first romance on our list to discuss for this game will be hey, Ashley, Ashley Williams, mm-hmm. um, followed by, I believe, Caden and yep. then Liara. Yep. I know how J-K-L. the alphabet goes. J-K-L. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, so we are very much looking forward to that. Um, before we jump into these romances, I think we are going to have um, a episode closer to uh, our discussion of video game gender and uh stats surrounding that so exciting like our it's our gonna be fun to play um different studies that have come out about this all of this awesome awesome no i, I know it sounds really super boring when you use the it word not gender politics God, it's I actually the word really statistics. i'm so sorry it's really <laughs> it's really fascinating though yeah. like it's a fun conversation to have because it's really it's just really interesting well and yeah. especially as a group of people who was growing up through these eras that we're talking about these studies having yeah. fun and yeah. and having been gamers for that long oh yeah being able to actually see that growth and see where they are finally marketing towards women gamers. Yeah, it's super um, great. And uh, non-binary gamers and yeah, yeah, um, and gamers of color. Like they are finally, finally welcoming there. everyone into the fold and saying, "It's getting there, folks. It's we need to there. be better, and we're working on it." Yeah. Um, so being able to see all of that grow from Mass Effect in two thousand seven um, to where we are now and on towards the sky. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see more strides because it can always improve, you know, and it's going to happen. You know, the more people push for it, the more that we want that to happen, the faster we get. Yeah, and the better yeah. your experiences are going to be no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's what your next episode is going to be about. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk to you all later. Be kind to each other. Don't be a dick. Consent is sexy and it's enthusiastic. And don't forget to check us out on our other properties. All three of us ladies are members of Theater of the Mind Players. Mm-hmm. You can see Tawny with her Not So Bigfoot podcast. And Sarah Babe is also in Plot Points and in Counterparty. So make sure to check those out too. Yeah. Give us a heads up. Hits up. Heads up. Just listen to us. <laughs> Rate, we like you. Share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Et cetera. And for Romance of the Game, we are Jordan Fishburne, Tawny P. Thompson, and Sarah Babe. Be kind. Rewind? No. <laughs> <laughs>